I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is Just a Conversation. So, David, we have had, um, uh, this is the end of 2019, and we've had a, a lot of trending things changing. What normally, uh, people would go shopping into malls. Malls are closing across America. They're kind of trending to outdoor open malls, open-air malls, even in the north. Well, weather could be a, a big factor. Um, but you see another change that's happened in our retail world. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing jewelry stores close. I think that in the Houston area right now, there are four stores, four jewelry stores yeah. that are closing. And it's not typically they'll wait until after Christmas to close, but these are closing now. So Well, they're having their clothing out of business now, or some of them are already closing. It's, it's actually quite shocking because there have been stores that have been around for a very long time and established for mm -hmm. a very long time. So, David, why do you think that there's less less malls and less shopping and, and, and happening? Well, I, th I think in the case of jewelry stores, what's happened, and, and this is not something that just happened. This has been going on for the last 30 or 40 years. A lot of jewelry stores were smaller mom-and-pop stores. Uh, some of the stores, going back 50 years or more, uh, came into existence because the owner of the store was typically a watchmaker that was trained during World War II, came out of World War II, and it was just a natural for that person to open a jewelry store and be a watchmaker and service people's wristwatches. And, and then incidentally, when they come and get their watches repaired or fixed, they would buy a piece of jewelry and an article of adorn, adornment. And then as time has gone on, jewelry stores became more sales-oriented and concentrated on carrying brand lines because it allowed them to become more, more profitable when they carried specific uh, uh, brands of jewelry, uh, designer brands, and so on. And there was less emphasis in a number of these stores on the tradesmen. And, and so jewelry stores no longer had a jewelry repair person in, in the store. And you know, up to the present time, you know, the, probably 80% or more of the stores do not have a jewelry repair person in the store. And so the jewelry brands had decided that instead of selling through the stores, that they're selling direct to the public now. And so there's no reason for the consumer to go into the jewelry store. So the jewelry stores aren't selling anything and they naturally have to close. That the, the people that have been very successful have been people like yourself that developed a custom business, were originally bench jewelers, and just absolutely would not give up that aspect of the business. And customers have Aunt Tilly's ring they want to redesign and different diamonds that they inherited that they want to incorporate into articles of adornment that they're going to wear every day. And you have the ability to sit down and design with them. So what you're basically saying is that the way the trade started off, people wearing jewelry, people that made jewelry, watches, uh, they were actually tradespeople, and they owned small mom and pops. But over time, they became more merchant-oriented. Uh, they just sold merchandise, not so much uh, really craftspeople. And Correct. as time has gone on, uh, the people that are passionate, such as myself, love our craft 
of our industry. And a lot of it, let's face it, um, the labor to, to live in America, it's not inexpensive. So a lot of the craftsmanship, it went overseas because the labor there was a lot less expensive and it was harder for the mom and pop to compete with the overseas. So that's one of the, I think, the starting factor of what happened to our industry and the jewelry uh, manufacturing owner, craftsman. Uh, but as time has gone on, uh, we've got another factor that's that played a huge part in our industry. The internet. The internet. Yep. The internet. Now, people think I would never buy on the internet, but people still do buy on the internet. Now it's it's no longer a buyer beware world so much, although you still have to beware. It's a seller beware. Well, I have, to, I have to say that for you and I, we would never <laughs> buy a gemstone over the internet. Not I from mean, somebody just... we didn't know. We have to know because we do buy from people from around the world. Yes. And we have to rely on that. But right. we know who they are. Right. And so... we know their integrity. And we know their eye. And how well trained they are. Absolutely. So we do rely also as uh, we have to compete somehow in that in, in that particular world with uh, using the internet. But um, I think the real issue is with people like myself, the actual an actual trades person. This is my trade. This is my craft. That and the people that work for me. This is their craft. This is how they make their living by repairing jewelry, making jewelry, designing jewelry. That with fewer stores out there, well, we're busy, so we're very blessed. We're very busy, um, but it's very difficult to compete on on the internet. But I think there's another aspect that's happening now in our industry, and that happens to be: is jewelry even fine jewelry really popular? That's right. Because we have young people that have been inundated with a fashion jewelry. I could give names uh, like Kendra Scott or. Or Alex and Annie that are they're actually not even made out of precious metals whatsoever. So the precious they're able to change the look of an outfit with um, very beautiful, beautiful, simple styling. Yeah, it's great, simple styling and affordable styles. and affordable, very affordable for anybody. Yes, but it doesn't come second last. It's not something you pass down. It's not something that has got the preciousness of a precious metal and precious stones. Um, so it is kind of. Uh, it's kind of evolved over time with that. But I think you're referring to the fact that, you know, years ago you would see Elizabeth Taylor with, you know, just fabulous jewelry or a Marilyn Monroe or a TV or movie star or country western performer wearing jewelry, whereas... Liberace. Yeah, yeah. They personify jewelry. And that is what we are lacking in today's world. I have been preaching this to the choir we don't have a Barbara Bush. Well, we watched the, what was it, Country Music Awards the other night, and there, was no, <laughs> there wasn't a single necklace on a single woman Not that a presented or, or went onto the stage. And the simplicity was nice, but I've got to tell you, that lack of sparkle around a, on a woman's neck, I don't care how beautiful her neckline is, I don't care how beautiful her dress is, you don't have that little bit of sparkle, and I noticed it was missing, and I am sure everybody else noticed. They had some earrings, but the people that did wear something were usually your older. I saw um, Dolly Parton and Reba. They both made sure that they had very nice, important earrings on uh, with their shorter hairs and, and so that it could be noticed. But nice jewelry. It's also something that people forget is something you pass on, and they may have remembered something from Grandma. 
they remembered their uh, their grandpa's watch or uh, a ring that he may have worn, and we recraft them into something that they can wear now in remembrance of them. But today, the, the generation coming up is not going to have anything to remember if we do not continue putting out the message that gold is precious and diamonds are precious. Yeah, nothing else feels like real gold. Nothing feels like there's real gold. No, I've never found anything else. No, not at all. <laughs> well, I think um, we we have we have an answer, but we don't know how to make the answer happen. Mm -hmm. So until then. Well, I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation.